some bullshit. I don't know what we're going to Just some bullshit. Just some bullshit. No, we already had a bunch of preamble that you missed recording now. So. Well, hey. That's gone what? forever. You're telling, you're telling people how badly I fucked up. I don't appreciate that, Tim, right at the top of the show. <laughs> shoddy hosting from oh, the top. Yeah. Yep, shoddy hosting. Shot, it's the dance robot. Sign it up way, on guys. your, yeah, knock it off on your bingo card there, folks. We should really do like a new set of bingo cards for 2019. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Well, we can do that when we do uh, like an in-person episode, except we're not going to have like a fully in-person episode until... Apparently next February. February. Let's start the episode because we got a lot of shit to talk about. So welcome everybody to Dance Robot Dance. This is episode 149. I'm Mark. I will be your host this week. I am here with Tim. So say hello. Hi, folks. And I'm here with Paul. So say hello. Hello, though. Hello. I had to write this note in my notes so that I didn't forget it, but I wanted to write at the top. Shout out the Raptors for making the finals this week. I know it's not our corner of the geek world, but it is pretty exciting. And there's been a lot of cool community stories that have been coming out of it in the sports GTA area. Ball. Exactly. Sports ball. I was confused, but <laughs> I don't know. Good for them, I guess. That's all we have to talk about it. I didn't really want to like get into it. I was just like, cool. The Raptors made the playoffs. I never thought it would happen. Here we are. The only reason I know is because of social media and a lot of people yeah. being both excited and just incredulously surprised about it and i think that's the dance robot dance will be like incredulously surprised just like wow the raptors made the playoffs that's fucking cool but like never thought i'd live to see it so good cool good on you we'll just start right into the news how are you guys doing this week anyway yeah pretty good tired for a short week it was very long yeah you guys both had uh exciting news do you want to share this week or uh Tim is asking for uh, recommendations. This is so. true. This is not news to any of our listeners, but uh, no, we're no. sort of starting the uh, process now of moving back to Canada in that we are like starting to like look for realtors and that sort of thing. And we scheduled trip up a few weeks or beginning of July, basically, so we can start like scouting out neighborhoods and, you know, figure out like what we can afford and where we can afford and that kind of thing. So starting to get real. Yeah, Tim and Alicia will be staying at Dance Robot Dance Studios for a week while they kind of sort out their lives up here. Yeah, if you're four days, something like that. A couple yeah. days. Anyway, so yeah, it'd be nice to see them up here. Uh, yeah. We're excited. We also got uh, a little confirmed date from our other host, if you want to share. Yeah, I have bought my plane ticket home for February 28th, 2020. I will be landing in Pearson Airport at 7 p.m. I am coming back home for good, I yeah. guess. Unless... Uh, Unless they decide that Canada fucking sucks and I go back to Asia for uh, some reason. But uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we, have a, we, have a, we have a water flight, so it's time to uh, time to come home, Paul. Yeah. yeah so that's uh, that, that's exciting. So, yeah. For me, this is exciting news because it means all the boys will be back in town. And we'll be able to record in person and Indeed. Uh, not not do this insane scheduling stuff anymore. So yeah. we're very excited. For not that. have a 13-hour time difference. Yeah, yeah. Paul's just waking yeah. up and Tim and I are both like, man, can we like smoke or drink something and go to bed? We're yeah. getting there now, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always it would be nice to be on the same wavelength time wise for a little while. Although mm-hmm. if Paul still stays on the same gym schedule, I don't think we're ever gonna be on like the same schedule. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm never gonna be able to do like an early morning recording because an early morning recording with Paul would make us want to kill him. So yeah. like, we can't do that. Hey guys, uh, well, I want to get a, an episode in before I get my reps at the gym. Can we maybe record at four a.m. Yeah. this morning? Well, yeah, let's do it. Was it was nice having Paul on. on the podcast, but yeah, I would have to just stay up overnight to do that because like, there's no way I'm getting up at four a.m. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get into the news. So there's actually a fair chunk of news this week. So mm-hmm. very exciting. But we'll start because I'm, I'm assuming there are a couple of listeners who joined us because of our Jeopardy episode a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was interesting news this week that Alex Trebek is kind of making a recovery from his pancreatic cancer, apparently, or is in partial remission from it. Yeah, I saw his like near remission, I think they're yeah, he's, near he's saying. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So awesome for Alex Trebek. Just wanted to shout that out uh, right at the top. 
pancreatic cancer is like almost a death sentence. Yeah. So the fact that he's in your remission is really yeah. fucking awesome, actually. Um, the next story I had is that uh, Robert Pattinson is your confirmed Batman question mark yeah because it still seems like it might be up in the air nobody really seems to know what's going on but apparently they they like screen test him or whatever yeah. and, and uh they were happy enough with him to be moving forward in whatever capacity they are moving forward in for now so yeah so i'll take it as long as they're making a movie at this point yeah kind of is where i'm at so yeah i think sort of that initial shock has worn off now and people are starting to accept it a little bit more and be like okay yeah it's been a long time since twilight you know he's done other stuff yeah. and yeah, he's like 15 years older yeah. than he was when Twilight ended now or something. So yeah. I don't know how long ago that ended. Yeah. Expect some fake outrage around it with from the, the Russian bots, etc. Yeah. Like this is it's kind of like that weird campaign where like whenever there's a new movie that could be considered in the SJW thing, there, there's like this weird contingent of, you know, like it happened with The Last Jedi. It happened with Captain Marvel. Like where there's this, this a lot of phony outrage. It happened because of Captain Marvel and Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame too, to a certain extent. Yeah, so. exactly. So just like be aware that that's probably yeah. bogus, and the movie will probably still make a shit ton of money. Probably. Uh, I'm going to go see it. It's got Batman in the title, mm-hmm. like, but not all of us are going to go see it. It's got it's Batman true. in the title. Correct. Right? So. Absolutely. Speaking of things that do not have Batman in the title but are DC related, Eva Duvernay's New Gods co-writer will actually be a DC Comics superstar have we talked about this one that we haven't talked about the yeah that the tom king has been announced to be writing co-writing the new gods movie we have mentioned that new gods movie before but right yes so the new gods movie that ava duvarnay is making uh will be co-written by tom king who is the main writer on the new Gods series that ava duvarnay will now be writing for dc comics in an interesting little like yeah uh moment for that particular franchise but i think that's actually kind of a cool way to like I would make me more interested to read the comic if I knew that the same creative, like a hundred full, like hundred percent, that same creative was writing it yeah. movie and comic. Cause then it feels like, wow, that's a real yeah. tie in kind of comic idea. Right. Like, but I mean, Tom King for anybody, I, I know that I, uh, rep Mr. Miracle really hard when it was coming out and that's yeah. a new God's character. And there were, you know, there were tons of other new God's characters featured in that book as well. So I really liked Tom King's take on that sort of on those fourth world kind of, character jack kirby characters so i am super pumped uh to hear that he yeah. is involved in writing this movie as well yeah those are stacked in my comicsology queue i need to sit down and read the rest of the i got to finish up tom king's batman run uh and catch up to when he launches yeah. Catwoman batman or whatever that book's called and then i'd like to read that mr miracle book before this new god stuff starts because i've heard obviously i've heard good things from you but i've even like heard good things just oh yeah yeah it, it won a couple of eisner award at least one eisner award as well yeah I think he won for writing. Yeah, I thought it won an Eisner last year, which is awesome. So in continued controversy, like a bunch of studios have come out saying they're not going to be shooting in Georgia going forward if the abortion law continues. So I just wanted to shout that one out because it's now turning into like a fiasco where Netflix, Disney, and a couple other studios have been like, yeah, if our stars don't want to go there, we're not shooting there. And Netflix themselves have been like, hey, guess what? We are also building a $2.5 billion studio in the GTA. So we're going to start diverting shit to canada and people are upset lots of atlanta people are shitting on toronto people right now and i'm like <laughs> why it's not our fault you guys suck like i don't understand what the problem is but that's the thing is like there's doesn't make sense to punish a fucking industry that is notoriously left-wing and progressive yeah. for the actions of a bunch of shitty politicians that stole a fucking election Mm-hmm. And so, like, I know a lot of people that work in the, f- not a lot, but I know multiple people that work in the film industry in Georgia. Yep. 
And they are like, some of them are, I mean, a lot of them are women, a lot of them are like queer women and shit like that. And yep. like they're, and a lot of these people are not people that have the freedom to just fucking up their entire life and move if their jobs go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a fucking boycott. Like you had that, you know, when there were the trans bathroom bills in North Carolina or whatever, there was boycotts. There were certain sporting events, like one time sporting events that were like, yeah, we're not doing that there anymore. Pearl Jam canceled the show in North Carolina over that uh, fiasco as well. But there you're not damaging an entire industry, right? You're you're it's one influx of cash into the economy that is not going to supply, you know, ongoing jobs and shit like that. And this is just really fucking short-sighted to me. Get that Hollywood, you know, and actors and shit like think that this looks good for their image, but I don't know. On the outside, it looks better. Like they look better to me than anybody in Georgia does right now. Like that's my, I mean, obviously I'm on the outside and I don't know, but I have friends in the film industry in Toronto who are very excited for this. So like it cuts both ways in a lot of ways. So it's hard to be, I don't know. It's hard to be impartial in this kind of thing. Cause I'm super against that law. And I'm kind of like, you know what? You fuckers like allowed this shit to happen. Except they didn't. Except except the fucking industry is all based in areas that voted, you know, voted Democratic. Not the fucking, you know, it's the rural areas. Basically, what this is doing is giving these fucking rural hicks that don't want these fucking Hollywood liberals in their state exactly what they want. It's getting them out of their fucking state. And these people are too fucking stupid to understand that this is bringing a lot of money and a lot of tax revenue into their fucking state that pays for their fucking roads and their schools and shit like that. And it's the boycott is not going to get any message to the people it needs to fucking get a message to. No, no, I think that, I think you're right. Like that's the sad part is that anybody who like that needs to hear why this boycott is happening is not going to pay attention to it. But at the same time, like there's a ton of shit like that where all these people should have been listening to this message for years now. And you know what? Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm probably going to have to cut a bunch of this because, like, I'm kind of fed up with the whole, like, Southern mentality about this. I, absolutely. Stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Fucking let them rot. Come up to Canada. We'll make your X-Men movies and shit. Netflix stuff. You know, like, fine. Fine. <laughs> if that's how they want to be, come up to Canada. Until we vote a fucking idiot conservative in up, yeah, uh, in up here, and then we're fucked too. So who knows? Yeah, y'all got like your what was his name, Sheer or whatever. Sheer, yeah, yeah. doing his own fucking version of this shit in Canada. I'll be it to a lesser degree, and don't fucking give him any airtime other than say don't vote for him. Don't. Yeah, yeah, do not vote for that man because if you vote for him, you are not welcome as a fucking listener to this podcast. I don't care who you are, and these guys can argue with me about that, but I do nope. not want you. Talking no, I'm with you. So I'm with you too. Yeah, fuck off. I'm done. <laughs> but this, I'm this done. Rise of the right wing, fucking alt right bullshit. That this is what Tim and I are walking back into when we go back to Canada. Like you're you're walking away from Georgia and walking back into where it's now getting a foothold in Canada, and yeah. it's just like fucking. Ah, uh, ah, it's so frustrating. Whereas, like, Korea is starting to become more progressive. There are alt-right influencers in Korea. It's not quite as bad here as it is in. I am definitely curious if it is actually as bad in Canada if it, as it sounds like it is, or if it's just the social media, like, buzz of it. I don't think we'll really get a chance to know until the election yeah. happens. And that's yeah. kind of the sad part of it. Like, we won't know until the, the election happens, like, how how much of that messaging is actually like sinking into Canada's. I, I always want to say Canada, like like we're better at, like we understand this shit better, but I don't think we actually do. <laughs> right. I think that's just, 
the elitist Canadian in me wanting yeah. to believe that. I don't, I don't know. I know enough people in Southern Ontario that I'm like, yeah, I know those assholes voted for Doug yeah. Ford. So like, yeah, that's, that was I mean? a litmus so. test for a lot of people and yeah. for the right, right wing. Like, is it time for the right wing to take hold in Canada? Well, Doug Ford got voted in. So, you know, yeah. maybe it is. Uh, it freaks me out, but I'm, I'm going to be going. It might be jail time, boys. It might be time to start a fucking <laughs> well, run. I'm going to be. Break out the guillotines. I'll be knocking on yep. doors, volunteering for the NDP or whoever is strategically the better option. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to work this. There isn't much of a uh, strategically better option right now. It's kind of like, let's just hope Trudeau doesn't fuck this up too bad. I think. It's yeah. yeah. The last thing I'll say about, about the Georgia boycott is that there are production companies and stuff like that that are, uh, I think, handling this in a much more mature way. And that they are saying, like, we're still going to film in Georgia, but we're going to donate a lot of our profits to, like, the Georgia branch of the American Civil Liberties Union, who's a legal organization that will be on the front lines fighting these laws in the courts and shit like that. And I think that's a much more mature and level-headed and less sensationalist response than just than a bunch of, like, Netflix stars or, or you know, fucking Jason Bateman or whatever just saying, like, nope. I'm not going to film there. And then he's still going to get paid either way, but he's going to fuck over all these people that have been working on Ozark for two seasons already and shit like that. True. Yep. Oh, I'll take my stranger things job if it comes up here. Though, so <laughs> I don't know. How I, I don't like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say. Cause like if I, if they're like, Hey, we're going to move stranger things to Toronto. I'm going to be like, I'm applying to that yeah. job. Cause it's in Vaughn. <laughs> like it's up the street from my house. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, speaking of Netflix, we did get a finally, finally get a date for Jessica Jones. We will be seeing Jessica Jones return in June yeah, like on the twentieth, uh, I think, oh. like three weeks away. Uh, the fourteenth, fourteenth. Oh, geez, 14th. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, less than two weeks. So like two weeks away. So we'll be getting the the end of the Jessica Jones Netflix, the end of the uh, Netflix MCU series overall. Yeah, basically, that'll be the end of the Netflix universe yep. for us overall. Unless Jeff Loeb pulls a miracle out of his ass at some point in the next couple of years. Fingers crossed. So, yeah. We're hoping. Let's hope it's better than season two. Let's hope that it's uh, like. Wait, you don't want more cray cray? Uh, <laughs> the character assassination of poor Patsy Walker. Oh my God. Yeah. She's just like, I just have so, such a fondness for that character after Catherine Eminen's run on her book that like, and I was a, a big fan of her in the first season and their friendship. And to have that, dismantled in such a stupid fucking way in a season two was just uh, they better fucking fix that fast in season three that's save all it for the episode say. boys yeah. Save uh, it for the episode. yeah we always review that shit we'll probably do a week on that one that's yeah, uh for sure so our last little love letter to the defenders i yeah. guess if they go away for at least hopefully just a little while but maybe permanently so mm -hmm. There's a little bit of news left to get through. Actually, there's a lot of news left. Sorry, there's, we're going into E3, so there's some video game news that Paul and I should probably bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> the last little bit of like movie stuff, there are two kind of fun stories. Really, Scott has continued to talk about his Alien prequel that he's still making for some reason. It is now in the script stage and is like approved and somebody's funding this movie for some reason. I'll take as much fucking Ridley Scott Alien as he's willing to give me. I just love that man's aesthetic. Yeah, I just wish like somebody would write the scripts a little bit more tightly so that like when i rewatch the movies the second time i'm not like oh man i gave a review that was positive to this <laughs> anyway yeah I've, i have actually i don't think i've gone back and rewatched uh prometheus or covenant. uh covenant yet but i i remember liking both of them quite a bit when they first i enjoyed 
uh, Covenant quite a bit when it first came out. When I went and rewatched it, I was like, oh yes, a lot of what people were saying is pretty true. It was, it was kind of like, oh, how the aesthetic blinded me again. Like that, I don't know. That happens to me a lot, apparently. So Discovery yeah, syndrome. Yeah, we'll have to start calling call it, we'll call it. We'll call it Star Trek <laughs> Discovery Syndrome, I guess. Yeah, where it's, just, it's so pretty, I can't see anything else. Last thing, Harrison Ford has declared that he should be the only person who ever plays Indiana Jones, but weirdly brought up Chris Pine while he was doing so. So I don't know what the thing. Chris Pratt. No, it was Pine and Pratt that he talked about both of them. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I don't know which one. I don't care. <laughs> like, I actually agree with him. <laughs> they should just kill the character after he's done and just call it a day. Yeah. Make something new up. You know what I mean? If you want to do Indiana Jones, go license Uncharted and make the Uncharted movie finally then. Leave Indy to be indie. Or make a good Tomb Raider movie. They did. The last one. <laughs> or a better a better Tomb Raider movie that people actually want to see. Because like. Yeah, true. I, the last one was pretty good though. I liked it too. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But, but mm-hmm. or I should say. Watchable. Yeah, watchable. Exceeded my okay. expectations, which were none. So like. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I would take a Tomb Raider movie that was good too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm on board. I love, I love, I just, I'm just saying like Indy, leave it alone. Go do Uncharted or Tomb Raider or something yeah. like leave Indy out. So yeah. I can just watch Raiders of the Lost Ark on repeat for the rest of my life. Pretty much. That's basically how I yeah. live my life. So why would, well, the thing is, yeah, it doesn't have like that sort of ongoing saga kind of story mm. that, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that has, like, I don't need it to be an ongoing thing. Nope. I'm happy with that being uh, sort of self-contained thing. Yeah, like he had his four adventures and then we saw those fucking cool four adventures and basically that's, I mean, we can go watch the young Indiana Jones and see all the other stuff he did if you really want to get into it. But like, in my head, I'm cool with like, he found the fucking Ark of the Covenant and then found the Lost Grail and then found a crystal skull and then like retired. Yeah. That's yeah. that's enough for one man's career, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to believe that he was like King God, James Bond, James Bond. Super Spy Man. That- for- 20 years or yeah, whatever yeah. i'm like i don't need that that was the connection that was. i made too was like that they're t- if they turn every character into james bond where it can like progress forever or doctor who or whatever yeah. spider-man batman now like that's where we're at with those characters oh, right yeah like, we're gonna get a new iron man in the next five years i guarantee you in the next five years they'll have a new iron man mm. so like it's just gonna keep at going least an offshoot yeah 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 well we'll get a riri probably or something like that first but yeah we'll definitely get a new tony stark like in our lifetimes so yeah probably I mean, you can't I don't think that's something we can like argue with at this point. So yeah, moving on to quickly, we'll try and get through the video game news fairly quick. Cause I know Tim will glaze over and want to die about halfway through, but uh, <laughs> there is a fair chunk of gaming news. Cause E3 is like, I think it's next week or the week after yeah, as well. Week after. Yeah. So it seems like Microsoft and Sony are starting to work together. The scuttlebutt that has the whole industry kind of whispering in every forum from 4chan to Reddit to reset era is that Sony will be using Azure for their online services for next gen, which is Microsoft's huge online thing, which means Microsoft now has partnerships with the two other big console makers in the industry. So they have an agreement with Nintendo that has persisted to the point where like they're even talking about Xbox Live showing up on the Switch. And now we have hmm. like Sony using Azure as the background for their online implementation, which also ties directly into Xbox Live. So I don't know exactly what it is. It feels weird to have all these companies working together as opposed to competing but who knows man 2019 is a weird time to be alive yeah (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) like they're working together but they're still competing at the same time like there are are they competing anymore it almost feels like they're fighting google like they want to take that google thing out before anything happens yeah that's fair i mean google streaming gaming platform stadia one of the things that nintendo does that's very similar to disney is the that brand integrity concept that they use where like yeah. I can't imagine playing a Nintendo game on any other 
console platform on any platform yeah. whatsoever. So like Nintendo has to yeah. remain Nintendo to me, mm-hmm. but Xbox and PlayStation were have always been so similar since from the get go that they were kind of interchangeable to me because they had the same kinds of exclusive and Nintendo was off doing its own thing um, in the GameCube era and then with the Wii and the Wii U and now with the Switch. Like now that the the technology has kind of evened out a little bit more, that is to say, PS4 and Xbox One are still much more powerful than the Switch, but the Switch can still run. A significant number of those AAA games. Hey man, it runs Doom fairly well considering like it's basically a quarter of as powerful as a standard PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. One or four kind of thing. Yeah. So like it's it's it does all right. I believe a little yeah. bit of healthy competition between the consoles is a good thing. Although right. completely although I would say that Nintendo could learn a thing or two from Sony's or Xbox's online model when it comes to um, yeah. game matchmaking and friend because fuck their online I was just complaining about this earlier. Their online model is so bad. The announcement of Super Mario Maker 2 and not being able to match with your friends online with that was just baffling to me. So maybe if they could take some pointers, that would be nice, but I want them yeah. to remain their own thing. I want Nintendo to be Nintendo. Yeah, that's what I like about Nintendo. Yeah, I can't see any of these this turning into like a merger situation where we end up with like a Microsoft PlayStation that also has like all and all its functionality also works on the Switch. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. But it's just a weird time to be alive because we grew up in the '90s where like console wars. Sega and Nintendo fucking hated each other mm-hmm. and like would not work together. And for like most of the history of PlayStation and Xbox, they've been at each other's throats. So it's weird to see like I mean I guess this is a much bigger, probably higher level deal than actually just the PlayStation and Xbox divisions of those two companies. It's probably like Microsoft and Sony heads being like, we got to work this shit out. Or at least the Sony guys being like, we need their technology to do what we want to do next gen. So Mm -hmm. shit, sign up the fucking thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, because if they don't make money on PlayStation, Sony's dead. Like that's the end of it. PlayStation's basically holding that whole company up right now. Yeah. As far as I know. So continued video game news. There is an Avengers game coming. And there was an announcement about it this week. Uh, it's coming from Square Enix. It sounds like it's some kind of online multiplayer thing, which immediately means I'm not going to play it. <laughs> if it's Square Enix, their online presence in terms of like MMORPGs has been pretty solid and reputable since mm-hmm. they fixed Final Fantasy XIV. When they did yeah. uh, A Realm Reborn, a lot of people were doubtful that Square Enix were going to be able to be successful in that area again but actually final fantasy 14 is a really fucking good game and if i had more time i would play it a lot but i can't devote my life to an rpg addiction right now so yeah yeah. but it's a big money maker and if anyone can do an online game like that i think square enix could pull it off yeah i mean i want to play it but i'm just like "Ah, the online component i'm not sold on i kind of wanted like a single player experience from my avengers game or something like that i thought i'd saw that it was going to have a single player mode and like a four player like co-op mode or something like yeah, that they say that but usually that means that the single player mode's an afterthought and sucks but so it doesn't <laughs> usually work out super well the remaining stuff we did get an interesting announcement uh this week which will probably excite paul and i uh tim might stare at us blankly but they're Kojima productions uh death stranding the playstation exclusive is actually scheduled to come out november 8th this year which is like absolutely fucking flabbergasting to me because I didn't think it was coming out until like 2021. Yeah, or so that's the that's that's the one with uh, Daryl from 
Walking yep, Norman Reedus, it, right? Yeah, Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen are both starring in that. As is apparently Guillermo del Toro has a, a little cameo in it. They had a trailer this right. week because he originally was on development for it, right? No, he was or working something. with Kojima on a Silent Hill sequel that got canceled. Ah, right, right, right. right. That everybody still wants to happen because everybody just wants a good Silent Hill game. It's been 20 years. We could use one. Yeah. But yeah, no, like Death Stranding coming out this year is pretty fucking exciting. Mm-hmm. It does kind of put a kibosh on anybody's thoughts that they're getting Last of Us 2 this year. So that's definitely turned into a 2020 release, which I guess is pretty standard for Last of Us because I think the last one came out basically at the end of the PlayStation 3 life cycle and got a huge second life as a remaster on PS4 early in its life cycle as well. Because that's how I kind of really played through it was the remaster. Mm-hmm. Me too. And Death Stranding is like an easy day one purchase for me. It's good. It's oh yeah, it's Kojima. Kojima. It's Kojima, yeah. and he he's earned my my loyalty, my fealty. So I'm gonna pick it up probably right away. Yeah, those first three Metal Gear Solid games. Like if he had never made anything else, I'd pick up anything he made after those first three. Yeah, those are some of my favorite games ever. Just getting to the end of the news, we have release dates for Halo Infinity and Activision has a new Call of Duty Modern Warfare reboot. I think it's a reboot. Anyway, I'm not sure if they're... I'm pretty sure they just re-released the original Modern Warfare a couple years ago, so I'm pretty sure this is a reboot. I don't understand why they just keep... Like, why do they... I don't, I don't understand this whole thing that game companies do where they're just like, hey, let's put out a fucking game with the exact same name as an yeah. old game. That won't be confusing at all. Like, I've been living with this, like, God of War, Mortal Kombat the last couple of years have been exactly like that. Like, it's like, we call it Mortal Kombat 10, but it's like, they just called it Mortal Kombat for years. And like, God of War is God of War 4, but it's <sighs> like, it, the title of it is just God of War, but. Even oh back God, in like my awesome. gaming heyday, like the fucking Dark Forces, Jedi Knight fucking fiasco and everything Mm -hmm. like that whole star wars series was just a mess well even now like battlefront is like two separate franchises like there's an old battlefront that like i'm sure somebody like you would have played and there's the battlefront that is now like basically the massive online game like battlefront one and two that are on playstation like xbox and playstation yeah so i remember seeing those and being like wait are they re-releasing those or like do i i'm like all right wait god of war syndrome is probably just the same fucking name and they just used it again and i was exactly right so yeah i'm i agree with you but these games are coming regardless. <laughs> doesn't matter. I think one of them launches October 25th. So I think two days before my birthday, I think Modern Warfare comes out. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of the news, uh, Archer started this week. Did either of you guys see it? I did. I watched the first episode. Pretty good. I, I like I like it better than the last season so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the Lost Island or whatever it was. But yeah, having Pam be a big fucking rock creature is pretty awesome. And yeah, it's pretty I I still don't like it as much as I like like classic Archer. Um, yep. we'll see if it turns around for me. But yeah, that first episode was decent. Yeah. Yep. Did you have anything to say, Paul? Uh yeah, you missed some really big gaming news that only I care about, but I got it. I, what? Um there was the Pokemon press conference this week that announced a huge oh, yeah. a bunch of games that I have to quickly talk about from least <laughs> baffling to most baffling. So there's going to be a <laughs> fucking pokemon company every time this happens it's exactly the same thing let's go through the list and see how confused we are by it okay so first there's pokemon masters which will be a portable game i guess a mobile game that will be like a three-on-three battle thing against previous pokemon masters and gym leaders so a lot of familiar characters and faces will be in that and you'll be battling three-on-three against them Next is Pokemon Home, which is going to be Pokemon's cloud service. They had this previously in Pokemon Bank where you could store your monsters in the 3DS version. So, But now you can transfer from 
your 3DS, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go, and the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield. So that's going to be something I'm probably going to spend money on. And the last one, which is the weirdest fucking thing, is Pokemon Sleep, which is a game that will gamify your sleep. You, If you buy the peripheral for probably $40 called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, the translator nearly burst out laughing when he was saying the name of it, it will track your sleep. And that's how you, I guess, gain experience or are able to capture creatures. And they haven't announced the details yet, but it basically tracks your sleep. And that's how you make progress in the game. So Pokemon Go will be now connected with Pokemon Sleep. Yeah, I don't like that they are isolating me because I do not sleep, so I cannot play this game. <laughs> feel called so, out right now. <laughs> I'm feeling very called out right now as a uh, insomniac. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you know what, man? They always make money with this shit. So like, good on them. Like, I don't know what else to say. I don't care because like, fucking Pokemon, Jesus. But yeah, whew, that sounds like they always do weird stuff. Like, it's always interesting to hear what the Pokemon company is doing with the franchise because you're always like. Why? Just you could just they could really just put out like two games every two years and nobody would complain, right? Like, yeah. Just put out two Pokemon games every two years, like the matching set or whatever, and nobody would say anything. But every once in a while they go and like, we're gonna do all this left field shit. And I don't care that much, but I'm always like, huh. Interesting. Like you do weird stuff. Pokemon as a franchise, it's similar to Disney. And like, if you go to, mm-hmm. if you go to Tokyo, they have all those, the Pokemon centers that are like kind of like Disney stores, which they also have in Japan a lot. Like every major city in Japan has its own Pokemon center. They have the Pokemon cafe, which is now a permanent thing in Tokyo. It's like, it's a thing. So I guess because it's not as big a thing over here. I like, we, I don't think about it that much. But yeah. I guess it is kind of a thing. In your, in our age bracket, I guess, like it's not that as big of a thing but kids in north america are all about it too there's a and there's a big online tournament oh, yeah. community and stuff it's just it's, it feels like kids right now are just like all they do is talk about fucking Fortnite. oh so I, yeah yeah that's that's north america right now buddy is Fortnite. that's Fortnite. all i hear any kids talk about ever because any kid who finds out that i play video games they're like oh that's cool you're an old man who plays video games and i was like oh fuck all right, <laughs> yeah we're there fine anyway but they're like Little you play bad. Fortnite, and i'm like no, why would I play Fortnite? I'm not a 14-year-old. Oh, fair. You are like an 8-year-old, so you would be into Fortnite. Yeah. Sorry, I'm playing Rainbow Six Siege with the grown-ups. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think uh, I think grown-ups are more excited for the upcoming Pokemon games than kids are, to be honest. Probably. But, like, yeah. yeah and it's it, not Fortnite. Yeah. Expect more Pokemon news next week, because they're having their Nintendo Direct on just Pokemon Sword and Shield on oh, Wednesday, this Wednesday. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So, there you go. Cool. Well, it's about time to move on to Geek of the Week. First, though, I did, you know, no, I did, you missed my big you did news. miss. Um, Good Omens premiered this week. Yes. As did the new Deadwood movie. So that came out last night. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it when I go home tomorrow, probably. So I'll report back on that next week. But uh, yeah, there's a ton of shit this week to get into. So I got, I, I watched Archer, thank God, because it means now I get to watch all of Good Omens because apparently they dumped the whole season. And yeah, that other thing I just said, I don't know what the other thing was now. Deadwood movie and, uh, Deadwood movie. and Good Omens. Yeah. Yeah, so Good Omens and Deadwood movie are both out and ready to stream. Uh, I've heard good things about the Deadwood thing. I've been seeing good buzz around Good Omens from some of my yeah. friends that are big uh, gaming and uh, Pratchett fans as well. So Nice. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a good time to be alive. I mean, like, politics suck, but at least there's tons of shit to watch while we're, you know, wasting away into the apocalypse. So and there's that. you can now pilot the Millennium Falcon in real fucking uh, life. Uh, 
These nerds are killing me this week, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. They're just like pedantic. I'm so, no, just so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened uh, yesterday, May 31st, mm-hmm. in Disneyland in California. Uh, and I've I've seen been seeing lots of theme park bloggers and vloggers and stuff like that posting videos and shit. And holy fuck, it looks cool. Like you can go through this whole for anybody that's been to Universal Studios and done like the Harry Potter like choose your own wand thing. There's a similar sort of thing where you can make your own lightsaber, but it looks even cooler. You get to pick out your kyber crystal and like pick out different parts of the like shaft phrasing uh, and stuff like that and uh, and if you put different kyber crystals different colored kyber crystals in it like changes the color of the blade and shit and all the like all the food options and shit look really cool and interesting and it's all the merch is like in universe like it's not like you're going in and buying a star wars galaxy's edge t-shirt you're going in and buying like like if this were Star Trek, you'd be going in and like buying your own like Starfleet uniform, uniform, Starfleet uniform, nice. shit like that. Yeah, so you're going in like buying like shit that looks like what the cast members in the land are wearing. You know that if you were to put it on, would make it look like you were fitting into that land and that world. And the toys and everything are like as though they were made, you know, in, in this world. Oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. Fuck, it looks so cool. And the ride, I don't want to spoil it for too much of anybody. I mean, but everybody knows you're going to get to actually like pilot the Millennium Falcon on like a smuggling run. And how well you do depends like if you fuck it up and you crash the Millennium Falcon as you leave, like there's like sparks and shit flying. And like there's like announcements saying like we need a salvage crew to come repair this ship and shit like that. That's amazing. And apparently there's also stuff I, I won't probably be as much at galaxy's edge because it doesn't have the magic band technology but at when uh, or at uh, disneyland but when all this shit opens at disney world apparently your, your performance will follow you around throughout the day kind of thing like if you did well on the ride when you're like buying a drink later they'll be able to see that you did well on the ride and be like oh i heard great things about your piloting skills and shit like that and Ooh. yeah <laughs> i really want to go <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the level of nerdy. I just wish it was like a universe that I was like that nerdy about. Yeah. Like that, that's my thing is I'm just like it's Star Wars. So I'm like, it's cool, but it's not really like my cool. Yeah. So I'm like, if it was tra- like when you said Star Trek, I'm like, that would like I would be hard as a rock the entire time. <laughs> but there would be only be ten of us who cared. Yeah, that, that it was in Vegas. I know and it I know, shut down. I know and I ago. wasn't old enough to get a chance to go down. So there is that problem as well. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No, I'm like, which one so which one is the better one you trying to say? Sorry. Both of them will have essentially the same offerings, it looks like, but Disney World has a whole like sort of RFID tracking system okay. that's based around the bands. Yeah, that, yeah. I, that get, use, I get like, that your, part. Yeah. I just don't know which one is which, which one's Disneyland and which one's Disney World. Disney World is, is in Orlando. Okay. That one, uh, that land is not opening until August. Okay. Yeah, but it will be open by the time Alicia and I are down there for our Disney runs in November. So nice. planning to check out the Disney World one. Dance, robot, dance, Disney trip. Let's do it, guys. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, we're yeah. we're probably gonna have to do a dance robot dance <laughs> next trip summer. next yeah, next yeah. year. Actually we'll we'll just have to do Tim's uh mm-hmm. vow renewal, basically. Exactly. Right? Yep. Like we can't not go to that. Yeah. Like Good. Like, I mean, how can we not? <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. The other big news from one of my other big fandoms was a pretty massive reveal in uh, Doomsday Clock number 10, which is what a lot of people saw coming, yeah. but what they treated in a really fucking cool way. I actually read this issue this week because I saw the new yeah. story on io9. Yeah, I was very impressed. Was oh, very was it good. not amazing? It was, actually, you know yeah. what? I'll give Jeff Johns this one. Like, he fucking crushed this. Like, that was really yeah. good. So. 
Yeah. yeah, so basically, spoiler alert for anybody that's been following Doomsday Clock and hasn't read issue 10 yet, Jesus, but why? they came right out and said that Dr. Manhattan has been fucking with the DC universe and basically looking at Superman as sort of the linchpin to this universe. And he's been responsible for all the reboots of Superman, like because he's been changing him around to see how it would affect the wider universe. Yeah. Like, so, you know, killing off his parents and seeing how that changes how he interacts with the rest of the multiverse and shit like that. And I have a shit. suggestion. When does that end? It's going to be at least another few months because the issues are coming out like every two months oh. right now. But that would be a good one for us to do a limited series episode on. I was going to say we should do that as a limited series Cause, episode. Because it's only 10 issues or 12 issues. Yeah, I think that would be interesting, especially something very modern and new, like doing something yeah. great new would be kind of cool to, like as a difference yeah. from going to something old. Uh, I think we should totally review that. It sounds like it would be interesting. Yeah. I All agree. right. Are we good now? Like, have I covered all your crazy that's news? Out. That's all my, all right. yep. I'm good now. All right, guys, it's uh, Geek of the Week time, so yell in my ear. <laughs> Geek of the Week! Geek of the Week! So, obviously, this is Geek of the Week, the segment where we tell you the nerdiest <laughs> thing we did this week. Uh, so, we're going to start with Tim, because he laughed in my ear first. <laughs> See, I haven't had a particularly geeky week, besides all the fanning out I've been doing about galaxy's edge videos but uh probably the biggest one is now that sort of most of the tv seasons have ended for the most part with the exception of like archer and you know sort of the mid-season-y kind of stuff starting up i've been able to go back and catch up on some stuff so this week i got caught up on uh on dc's legends of tomorrow which holy shit this season was just batshit insane it's not like it's so crazy (laughs) this show's so good I don't know. Like, I, 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 it's such a breath of, breath of fresh air mm-hmm. when looking like against the Marvel Netflix stuff, against like Arrow, uh, Arrow and, and shit like that that takes yeah. itself pretty seriously, and it's just super meta and Ridiculous fourth wall breaky and just fucking insane. Like yeah. possessed puppets and dolls and fucking <sighs> musicals and yeah, that show deserves yeah. to last forever. Like it's so insane. Like it should be on. Yeah. They should just keep replacing the cast members and like, <laughs> leave them there. Like it's such a good show. Yeah, and so many nods to yeah. other like little like the the season they had the Indiana Jones like w- you know kiss me here because it doesn't hurt there and everything. Yeah. And they're so good about like yeah. like rolling in not only like their own DC references which they do tons and tons of all the time, but also yeah. like rolling in real good pop culture references into the stories that they're doing. I'm like these guys are you can tell the writers just are having, having a fucking blast, way too much fucking fun with that show. Yeah, like absolutely just having way too much fun with that show, and it's like to the point where they don't even get included in the crossovers anymore because they're like we don't want to do that. That shit's yeah. boring. They're all serious. We can't have fucking talking puppets in a crossover with the Flash and Arrow. <laughs> No, I don't want any of that. So yeah, yeah, like they're just their own thing now. I'm like, it's perfect. It's the way it should be. It's a great show. Yeah. I'm glad you caught up. And and Constantine has been fucking great <sighs> this season too. He's just yeah. He he works so well with that team. Yeah. His sarcastic shit and and the whole heat wave ghostwriting romantic novels and shit. And <laughs> yeah. it's fucking bananas. Oh, that's craziness, right? <laughs> oh no. Show's yeah. so good. We should actually yeah. probably review that season. Because <laughs> it's just like someday. Insane. Yeah, someday. I'll have to do an episode about that show. Just be like, hey, this is going to be like an hour of us talking about how dumb and insane this show is. But <laughs> you should have watched it already because it's dumb and insane. It's so much fun. But, yeah. All right, Paul, what was your Geek of the Week? My Geek of the Week, uh, I finally sat down and got to play some video games. It's been a while because I've been in report card season again. I've, I've got a lot of after school kids that I have to write reports for this time around. So it takes a really long goddamn time to write them. So, but I've been able to plug away a little bit at this indie game on switch called Greece. It's like a 
platformer puzzle game in the style of like Journey or Flower, but it's 2D and it's really super artsy and atmospheric and very much in very much on brand for me, nice. I guess. So yeah, it's 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 fun. It's the puzzles are pretty easy so far. What else? What else is it like? It's kind of like Limbo too. If you guys ever played Limbo, okay, Limbo, I played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very similar. I played to Journey of Flower too. So. Yeah, so yeah, it's very Limbo esque, and the puzzles are starting to get a little bit more tricky. So that's a that's been fun. But yeah, if you guys like puzzle games and you like stylish platformer type stuff, then pick up Grease. It's pretty good. I'll add it to my list. I'm always good for a, a little puzzly platforming. That's my relaxed kind of video game. So mm-hmm. it's good times. Yeah, I, I played. I played all the Mist games once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> Mist. As for me, like this week, I've been, been working a lot this week. So I have. I've been rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation on the background, and I finished my rewatch this week. Just watched First Contact yesterday, so I'm kind of like I officially call that done because I don't want to sit through <laughs> Insurrection and Nemesis. As much as I love the Sovereign class Enterprise, looking at it while watching those movies it's just like too much to ask i think so no moss on that one not uh not doing that but anyway yeah um it was the first time me sitting through tng with the remasters so that was kind of more what i was watching than anything else like the show is the show's tng it gets good at season three but like the first two seasons are like super messy weird ass sexist racist insane like all kinds of nonsense going on but it evens out but the the funny part about the hd thing and tim you'll if you ever get a chance to like poke through it and like look at the frames and stuff like that you see all these weird little details that would have been blurred out in sd but like the yeah. holodeck is clearly gaffer tape and like yeah. you can see the bump where the tape like crosses over which you couldn't <laughs> see in sd before and like you can tell like the set seams and stuff like that that would have been blurry are now very like wow there's about an inch between like the bottom of the, the monitor and like the actual carpet and stuff like that like there's just all kinds of gaps the doors wobble when they get close to them the stuff you wouldn't have noticed back then yeah, but i'm yeah. like Oh wow! I can like see the doors wobbling when Picard like gets close to them. You know what I mean? Or the walls are <laughs> leaning funny when somebody touches them. I'm like, it's clearly all foam core and shit. Yeah, it's bas- it's basically just all cardboard and shit that they slapped <laughs> together. And I'm like, this is great. It's so cool because like in my head, that world is so like they they did such a good job of like unifying that world that it's as cohesive in my head as Discovery is on screen. But it's so fucking not at all. <laughs> so that was kind of my big takeaway. Was like, wow, the fuzz really helped this show feel more like it was in the future than hd does because now i'm like i can see where the wool's running on these uniforms because it's so high def on the film so like (laughs) everything's starting to look real weird and shoddy but (laughs) in terms of just me enjoying my time with star trek the next generation i always enjoy my time with it even if i'm bitching about weird irish episodes and stuff like that so (laughs) yeah i don't know it's fun i was i was actually i almost want to like do i had a thought about start like next generation in like how it's kind of the we always talk about how next gen is the one that we refer to as like the prime star trek but it's the outlier in terms of all of them because they are the moral like super upright crew but none of the other crews are that morally upright so it just feels weirdly out off-putting when you're going to any other star trek and then go back to tng because like wow these guys are they're so good like such good people and even like kirk and ben cisco struggle a lot more than captain picard ever does with anything (laughs) so yeah i don't know it's kind of a weird like we look at like that as the center of the franchise, but it's very much not. It's kind of the outlier, but mm-hmm. because it's so popular, when you see other Trek that's not like it, you're like, oh, this is weird. When actually, TNG is the weird one, mm-hmm. kind of. But mm-hmm. either way, uh, that's it for me. So let's move on to the meat of the episode. So I know you guys want to yell mm-hmm. again. So let's do that. Meat of the episode. Shambling rotten meat. Ooh. So 
because I'm super weird and I like doing this stuff to the guys, I had an idea that was a little bit different than usual. In honor of the boys moving home, and that means we'll be able to work together in like the house and be able to like be in the place together, I decided we should have a plan in place in case the zombie apocalypse happens when we're all working together at the house. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So first things first, we got to lay out some rules. Romero zombies, boys? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> fuck, fuck rage zombies. If let's let's just all concede. If it's like rage zombies, we're just fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, we're all dead. Everybody's yeah. dead. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they take over the world in like three days, and that, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So we're talking like Shambly, like Walking Dead or Night of the Living Dead style. Yeah, zombies going on. Yeah. If they scratch you or bite you, you get infected, and okay. if you yeah. die, you come back. If you die, you come back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming we are in the real world, so I cannot go get an Iron Man suit. I can go get a handgun, though. So that's where I'm kind of at with it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. In the house. Now, I was, I'm was. i trying to figure out, do we start just the three of us, or do we have people with us? Like, should we bring the crew along, or should we have to go get the crew? Like, how does that work? Well, like, house... The, this is the thing about uh, the shambling dead zombie apocalypse thing, is that it doesn't feel sudden. Like, it's... No. Like, if we are expecting it to happen, like considering that Southern Ontario is probably not going to be like the starting point or unless we make it the starting point, some fucking idiot. We may as well like buck a beer turns out to have zombie juice. In it, you know what I mean? and <laughs> there you go. Was that, that too, that too, uh, that too, good? <laughs> too on the nose. Uh, too it's, on the nose. it's too perfect. We have yeah, to use it now. Quali- yeah. Okay. Buck a beer causes the, 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 qual- the quality. Yeah. The quality of, or the lack thereof of, uh, of fucking <laughs> of the buck a beer. beer. Yeah. Makes causes yeah. a zombie causes, outbreak causes in zombie Southern outbreak. Ontario. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That rings true. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Do we have to set any other ground rules before we, ke- before we get into like the questions? No, I think that that makes sense. I mean, like, so we have like a scenario. Yeah. We have a scenario. We know where we are. We are in my house in Milton. Yeah. So like, got the only reason we're doing that is because it's basically like home base, I yeah. think at that point right now. Um, and we'll all be recording there on a fairly regular basis, hopefully. So here we are. Zombies are shambling around. I assume that our first encounter will be Shaun of the Dead-esque in that one of my neighbors will shamble into our backyard <laughs> while we're like getting high before we record an episode or something like that. And we look outside <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's where this starts. Like that's where this mess starts, right? We were like, my neighbor is in our backyard and we're just getting ready to go. So what do we do? Mm-hmm. Well, what luck- are you thinking? I don't know. I think luckily we're all versed enough in... Zombie know, lore. in zombie lore that that i don't think we would be taken at surprise as some people might be <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> yeah i assume we know what zombies are right like we have to know kind of that we're you know if we're walking up to a zombie that we're not going to be like oh it's a walker like no fuck you it's a zombie we have to kill its brain yeah yeah <clears throat> we're gonna know this pretty quick right yeah so does your house have a shed or any tools of any kind inside Tools, yes. I have tons of tools. Yeah. No shed, though. Okay, well, we would need, like, the first thing we would need to do is arm ourselves with, like, weapons that we can swing. You know, we need to yeah. be able to keep a distance, either to prod yes. or poke. I have you covered. <laughs> so, at the house right now, there is two baseball bats. There is one of those uh, retractable batons. Okay. And there is my sword that Eric got us. Oh, yeah. Cane um, sword. Right, so I have the sword. I'm trying to think what else I have in the house. There's like there's a, a fair number of like bats and like hockey sticks and shit for somebody like me, which is surprising. Yeah. So that's that's so. my like definitely I like the idea of using weapons that are not 
one that aren't firearms. Yeah. That aren't loud, that are quiet. And uh, I've been watching enough like late and reading enough like late walking dead right now to know that like, yes, definitely weapons that you can, that can disable at a distance. So like anything that we can sharpen into like a spear or like a sharpened wooden staff or something like that, or like a long sword, like odds that I'd actually have my claymore with me are slim to nil. But if I did, I thought I would be fucking set. We would at least hopefully be close enough to your house that we could get the Claymore if yeah. it was like actually required. So I mean, that is a plan of action we could take if we decided that like Just a Claymore or something. All, that we of, all of the fucking swords that we all have. Swords, be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that would definitely help. Paul, I, that should be the first thing we should do in our new like domestic situation is get swords for the entire house. <laughs> what do you think? Every room. Decorate with swords. Decorate with swords. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so swords and medieval tapestries yeah i'm done i'm in let's do it yeah in my like built in 2010 like subdivision home in milton yeah, yeah. yeah. great now yeah. i have a question about the zombie virus vector is bucket beer sold only in stores i don't know okay well i, I why? Oh, this is important because if, <laughs> you know, you... if it's in, if it's sold in bars then there will be people out in public but if people are like just drinking fucking beer in their homes then it's just a bunch of houses full of zombies assume that it's like canada day weekend that this happens you know what i mean so like it's going to be insanely everybody's drinking okay. and it's buck of beer time okay so like everybody's plastered and it's like a holiday weekend you know what i mean so everybody's had at least one beer even we may have had one well maybe not me because all i do is smoke now but like yeah the rest of us and i and we know tim just drinks like hoity-toity microbrew shit so he's not gonna get buck beer <laughs> and i'm sober and we know you don't drink yeah right so, so like none of us are drinking okay unless they decide to paint my weed in which case we have a real problem uh, and, you know what i mean interesting interesting concept but uh, if it's holiday weekend <laughs> there's gonna be enough people out that it could be it turn into a situation yeah it would be dangerous enough to need to get food supplies which was the next thing i was thinking about is that like yeah presuming we figure out that it's the buck of beer that is doing the thing because we won't know necessarily that that's the thing unless no. unless we have someone drinking buck of beer and they're the only one but who at our barbecue would be <laughs> drinking that i don't know anyway there will be we like i think the next thing that we need to do after we arm ourselves arm is, is get supplies because who knows yeah. especially clean water because we won't know we might not necessarily know that it's not the drinking water either that's true yeah it is true yeah there is a superstore like right up the street from me and i figure the three of us could fight our way in and get some water and get out pretty quick yeah i mean even then, if chaos was happening water water and like non-perishables so like yeah. mac and cheese and like fucking like canned goods and shit like that yeah. non yeah propane to cook yeah in case electricity goes out you gotta have some propane get that barbecue working you know what i mean and then the heat and then we get we grab as many fucking seeds as we can hit up the yeah. hardware store or the gardening department or whatever and <laughs> oh i thought you were talking about like weed seeds because oh, i was too. like yes we should definitely do that we're gonna <laughs> need some ganja in the future yeah yeah just just what just what we need something to make us really hungry when we're yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're exactly. on a limited food supply, yeah, yeah, we get too high and we just eat all our fucking chips, and we're like, "God damn it!" You know, you get that good CBD stuff that just focuses you real hard. That's what I've been using the draw the last little while. It's good stuff. You, okay. know, you don't eat, you just get super super focused. It'll be good for uh, like nighttime watch because somebody's got to stay up and like make sure we don't get hoarded overnight yeah. and shit. So. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing: is is where where in the house do we hole up? Because I think like basement is most defensible, but there's no light. So I think no, those that we have we have windows. There's windows oh, yeah? into the basement. Mm-hmm. I don't like the basement because I feel like we're trapped. I would be on. I would want to be on the second, second floor. floor. Yeah, 
second floor is what I'm. You could actually hop roofs in my subdivision, like get to the next house yeah. over from the roof with like very minimal. Like you just have to bring a board up basically and like bridge it. And yeah. You could actually probably hop it. And then it's just got the the one point of entry, like that one set of stairs going up. That's all we need to mm-hmm. defend. I think that the, my plan is, my, my main strategy overall is low profile. So like mm-hmm. you stay quiet so that the zombies aren't attracted, but then to protect yourself from survivors, we make the house look abandoned from outside yep. so that no other survivors are like coming around being like, hey, these guys look like they got their shit figured out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put a ground rule down right up top. If we see survivors, they're fucking dead. <laughs> like I'm not dealing with other people unless I know who they are. Cause like this, I've, I've seen enough zombie shit. I know this is going to turn into a problem for us. We're killing the fuckers and taking their shit. Like I'm that guy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very much like non-interference. Like we we stay quiet and just stay in our fucking house unless <clears throat> they notice this. In which case we have booby traps on the first floor if they try and come in. Yeah, and we and we just we destroy the front steps because yeah, then the, the zombies then the zombies can't get in. Yeah, <laughs> you just get a horde of zombies just smashing itself against your front porch. But yeah, that, that front porch is actually like four and a half feet above yeah. the ground. So it would be tricky for a zombie to even like deal with that situation. And yeah. we could use the back door. You know what I mean? That's sliding glass door. We had the barricade, obviously. I mean, that's going to happen <laughs> if we're... That's going to happen eventually anyway. All, <laughs> come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. We're going to be stuck in a house together for a long time, buddy. You know what's going to happen. Uh, I hate it. Right? I hate it. <laughs> I knew Paul was going to get upset by that. Uh. <laughs> It's just us accepting our actual love, Paul. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe the zombie apocalypse will be good for us. And maybe I'll just drink a fucking buck of beer if that ever happens. Cause it's just like... <laughs> Keep one in the fridge as a last, as last, last resort. resort. Yeah, there's just three in the fridge if we ever get sick of it. We're like, boys, let's just do it. Let's go be zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've been talking about zombies for like 30 years together. We may as well just get in there and fucking be one now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't beat them? Join them. Right? So. Indeed. Yeah. All right, so we are holed up in the second floor of my house. We've what have we done? We've foraged for supplies yeah, at the superstore, yeah. basically. We can probably also like you can totally hit up your neighbors once you realize your neighbors are all dead. It's time to start taking their shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, neighbors start, are start going. Gone. Yeah, start raiding the pantries of the neighbors and yeah, potential weapons and shit that can be fashioned into more like stakes and that kind of thing. And you're barricading off the subdivision with cars, right? Like you're just taking, you're stealing everybody's car and just moving them into the street so that if somebody actually comes at you, they have to get past all that shit. There are fences all the way around the subdivision, right? So I mean, that at least stops zombies and fucking fence isn't going to stop survivors but no but if we take if we block off the main entrance to the subdivisions with cars like you can't really get into the subdivision unless there's like four or five kind of big entrances it would take us like two days to do it but yeah it would probably be worthwhile to do because then we would have that inside area we could kind of clean out and be relatively safe inside of Mm. yeah and it would be blocked off kind of thing if we're going to be growing our own food how do we do that in a incognito kind of way that doesn't because you have to, there needs to be sunlight there needs in the, to be in the fenced in yard. All the backyards of our place are fenced in, right? So what you do is you keep the outside fences up, tear all the inside fences down, and then just grow inside and just raise the fences up on the outside. So if they're walking by, they can't see. Right. But then, if they're aerial, you're fucked either way. Yeah. Not, like if they're above yeah, you, yeah. there's not going to be anybody above us. So People you just make drones. sure they can't see in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, what are they charging their fucking drones on? Because I'm assuming hydro's, yeah, hydro's gone after... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're flying like their drone, day. and like the and the drone guys like super excited. He's like, "Oh, look at those guys who've grown a bunch of weed." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. those guys have got their priorities down. Obviously, yeah. 
while we're, you know, going through the supplies that we've raided, we'd have to make a plan for how we were going to, like, sustain. Ration. Ration the food that we have and then continue to grow new food and, you know, create, like, so that we can survive for as long as we can, I guess. Especially, like... But so we'd have to keep a really low profile for like maybe the first couple of weeks and ration the food that we've raided first, yeah, so that we can wait and see what happens, see how many people die off, and uh, yeah, true. I do like I appreciate Tim's batting down the hatches and just like stay quiet, uh, <laughs> modus operandi, because at that point you're just observing, right? You're just making sure everything's going on. We can be online as much as we can, seeing if anything's happening. Like you can check radios, you can check TV to see what's happening. Yeah, we need one of those hand crank radios. Yeah, we have like yeah, exactly. You just got a hand crank radio or even a hand crank one of those battery hand crank chargers or something like that. Yeah. I mean it would suck, but it would work. If they get the phones working long enough to at least connect to the network and see what's happening if anything is happening kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um so there's that. I think we also need escape routes because in case something does breach like our one entry point, we have to have like yeah. a rope ladder or something like that to get down from the second floor or like a setup of like a mattress outside one of the windows that we can just jump out and safely land on or whatever. My actual because it's a semi-detached house, I would be cutting a hole in the wall into the neighbor's house yeah. to find for an escape route. Basically, basically I would be cut like I'm assuming my neighbors and I like my neighbors, but I'm assuming they've either disappeared or all dead. So we're just taking that whole building over, <laughs> which means we have a giant fucking house to, you know, take over, Yeah, which works out real nice for the second floor because there's lots of room. So if we start annoying each other, we can get, you know, some space and stuff. <laughs> there is a lot of room in the second floor of that house, like four rooms. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. good times. And if we open up the second part, that's two master bedrooms, four bathrooms. We're flying up there. You know what I mean? That's I mean, true. you can't flush the toilet, but you can shit somewhere. Shit so. outside. Shit out the windows or whatever. Just dump it out the window. Yeah, like, like it's like fucking medieval 19th time. century London. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It'll fertilize the plants though. So that is actually there you go. Yeah. not the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> not the worst idea. Cool. So like we've kind of got our setup. Are we happy with the setup? I mean, not happy. Yeah, exactly. Zombie apocalypse. As happy like, as we can be with the fact that, that there's hordes of shambling corpses roaming yeah, the streets. Yeah, and, like, and, <laughs> and we're stuck together and our loved ones are out there and we don't know what's actually happening. I mean, my brother's with me, but like everybody else, I'm like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck's happening. I'm pretty so. sure Alicia, Alicia could like get there with her sword, with her sword and her smart car. Like <laughs> I legit have no doubt that out of everybody in our circle of like dance robot dance people, Alicia's the one who's going to make it out. Cause Alicia's got like historical European, like uh martial arts training with, with yeah. her sword and everything. Also, so she's just terrifying. She knows how to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Zombies are going to run away Survivors from her. Won't fuck, won't fuck yeah. with her. The zombies won't fuck with her. Like I wouldn't fuck yeah. with her. So if I was a zombie and I saw Alicia, I'd be like, "Well, I'm fucked. Like I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> the bitch isn't taking any prisoners. Like yeah. that's not going to happen." So. And I really appreciate that in this setup, I survive because I figure as the token gay. I would be the first one out in that first raid going to the superstore. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you got Paul, your big I think brother. You are the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are the one we have to uh, worry most about keeping quiet, I think. <laughs> yes, that's very that true. true. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you're, you're the one that ends up ball gagged in the, and not for fun reasons. In the fucking back because you're losing your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tim and I are like, Paul, we are trying to kill zombies. Stop screaming like that. It's not helpful. (laughs) I just like, I don't know. Yeah, I I, presuming that I survived that first raid, I think I would be able to keep it pretty with me and Tim. I I think we could get you through it. You know what I mean? Like I just survive. I'm thinking I'm going to be okay. The first like the first situation. 
I think we'll survive. Yeah. And Paul, let's be honest, like worst comes to worst, you and I can definitely outrun Mark. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> definitely true. I <laughs> so last ditch effort. I think I think I think if any of us which who do you want who do you want on your who do you want saving you if one of you gets mobbed is the problem. You want me there. So <laughs> Well, I figure Or Alicia. If if yeah. <laughs> we can outrun you and potentially I can outrun Tim, then I that's probably then, that's probably at the very I, I'm, I've got strong legs, but you probably have well, you definitely have more stamina than I do. <laughs> yeah. So now Paul's outrunning all of us. Like his cardio is probably like gonna beat up like beat both of us, Tim. There's no I don't know. Alicia's fucking training for a half marathon later this year. Uh, so maybe yeah, that's Alicia, not you. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Paul's been, Paul goes to the gym like every morning, so I think he's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we're good with Paul. Paul's gonna survive just because he we'll just tell him to run. That'll be your thing, Paul. Which yes. Paul it's cut bad. out your tongue. Run. And then <laughs> <laughs> no, because we still got to record podcasts and we need it. Yeah, we, we all have to learn sign language. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. We go very much like a quiet place with this, right? Like we talk oh, we as should, little as yeah. possible. I resent this whole line of like, <laughs> me being like not able to shut the fuck up when you guys are all mouthy motherfuckers too. Go fuck yourselves. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm finding another asshole up in. <laughs> then I won't have anyone to talk to and it won't matter anyway. So. At least it's not Christy because we know Christy couldn't keep oh. her fucking mouth shut. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine? Because that was my first thought. I'm like, do we go help Christy? One, she Mark? doesn't like horror movies period so yeah, like she, she's she the one that's like constantly. yeah hyperventilating right off the yeah. bat and yeah. actually this would be like the one time and i'm sorry christy if you listen to this because this is actually an episode she'll probably listen to because it's like oh they're doing something really weird improv <laughs> yeah this is definitely one you would not survive christy like and i wouldn't even watch you no. because like it would be a total fiasco yeah <laughs> what i think i would want mark there i feel like mark's a pragmatic guy like i feel like mark would be a good addition to and he's a quieter guy and he's a quieter guy, right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like Mark would be a good addition to the team, but, like, yeah, we definitely have to, like, gag Christy. For sure. We have to get rid of the cats, though, because then he'd be sneezing all over the fucking place. Cats are going with Lee's, so, like, fuck those cats okay. are gone all in right. July. Good. So, yeah. thank God. I hate don't have to worry about cats. Yeah, no cats problem. That's not a problem. But, yeah, I would take Mark. I don't know about Christy. Sorry, Christy. But, like, <laughs> you freaking out while we're trying to fight zombies would not work real well for me. So. <laughs> yeah. Like at least Paul, I feel like I could get, I'd be like Paul. It's like if you don't fight, you're gonna die, and you yeah. would like probably solve it down. I don't feel like Christy would have that. I think she'd just like panic. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm. I have been like. I know this Cassidy sounds weird. No, I know this sounds weird. But as a kindergarten teacher, I've really had to learn to control myself because I have to set an example for the kids a lot. So when I'm in public, I really keep a pretty level head. Like I have to because when my if my kids are panicking. And I'm panicking. Yeah, I yeah. can't be panicking. So I've kind of yeah. learned to like at least in situations where there is a crisis, I'm more. I have to be the fixer. So at least yeah. I, I, I have that training. Yeah. I've been thinking about like what skills do what have I developed that would actually help me in a zombie apocalypse? And that one I think is actually pretty helpful. <laughs> I actually don't have any doubt Paul would actually be pretty good in this situation because he is very analytical when he needs to be. Like, I think that's why the three of us will be the best able to survive is because we'll all be thinking about like every little permutation of what could possibly go wrong. Yeah. And with the three of us all doing yeah, that, I'm all fucking the time. OCD like planner, and and we all know I am absolutely right. Yeah. And we all know Paul is so like all three of us as OCD planners working together. That's probably the most likely scenario for survival for us is just leaning into how nerdy we are and yeah. figuring it out that way. The only thing that I would make you guys do for me is take my phone away 
so that I wouldn't end up on Grinder looking for hookups during the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> definitely, assuming, there's still going to be internet service. I'm, gonna say, I'm assuming the LTE service is gone at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, gays find a way, man. We find it. <laughs> you know what? This if anybody was going to find a way, it's the gay community. He's absolutely right about that. If we come out of the zombie apocalypse, it'll be the gays who bring us out of it. Like yeah. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. of that. So. Well, the, that's why I'm happy. They're just, I'm glad Paul's just with horny them, you know as mean? fuck. Yeah, no, because they always solve the problem that they have in front of them. Like that's just what they do because they have to now. So. It, yeah, yeah the, the the zombie answer it works because lesbians designed it. You know, <laughs> I, guess, I mean. I'm not getting. I'm not touching that one. I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> I'll let you guys have your inter subculture cat fight on your own. That's not a cat fight. Stay over here. Stay over here as a straight white male and just not comment. Lesbians get shit done. That's that's, that's the thing true. in our community is that it's the, the ladies <laughs> and ladies that get shit done, and it's gays that gays and well funded trans women who uh, do the PR for it. So you know that's, <laughs> that's true, Ed. That's and true. and let's let's be honest too. Uh, out of all of us. Uh, which one of us has the most experience living in, or at least near, an apocalyptic uh, situation? Ah, yeah, that's you. Paul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to yeah. say, you live in Atlanta, so you're pretty fucking close. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'd say North North Korea is still somewhat worse than rural that's Georgia. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I have the least experience out of it, because I've been living in like the GTA for like a decade now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm like suburbs guy. I'm like, wow, look at all this concrete. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't decide to do this in Seoul because I feel like the weird thing about Seoul is that in emergency situations, they tell you to go to your nearest subway station because it's underground and it's prepared with like clean water and stuff like that. But in a zombie situation, like when you when you gather all those people no, together, that's just be, a zombie. Yeah. Imagine being on the TTC, like being on the subway when that Oof. like Ugh. when it started, like it really started. Well, that's a horror story. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. Yeah. Why has nobody made a stuck on the fucking subway in a zombie? Uh, train to Busan. There's a, a zombie train movie from Korea that is. Okay. Uh, That's why I haven't popular. seen it though. Because yeah. it's Korea. It's yeah, I haven't it's, seen it. It's really fucking good. Is but it good? it's it, yeah, yeah, it's rage zombies for the most part. But I think kind Ooh. of yeah. But it, it's a good movie. I t- I highly recommend it. Anyway, so let's move along a little bit. We've kind of got our little uh, like setup established. And we've had some fun. Are either of you interested in going out hunting for family? I mean, we're going to go get Alicia because we got to get Alicia because she's going to help I us. Think, I think she's going to get her way to us. But uh, yeah, yeah if not, yeah. if not, definitely my I, I don't think anybody else in my family probably survives. My dad, maybe because he's got like motorcycles uh, that he can get around on. But uh, yeah. I don't I don't think my mom or my sister make it. I think that because mom works in the healthcare industry, like she might be one of she might be at a, in a more at risk position if she happens to be at work at the time. You know, she like is. yeah. So I would, at the hospital. Like I don't doubt that she's like she would be able to uh, get out. She's still pretty spry for yeah. uh, her age. So sorry, mom. <laughs> she's gonna be so pissed at you for saying that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, mom. Yeah. That was you, not me, this week. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that she could make it out. I just think that if you know the net, if the Niagara Health like uh, duty building, might override her, and she'd be like, "I need to stay and help people." And- yeah. I could see mom totally being that person who's going to like stay in the hospital until it's sorted out, leaving right. my poor father with Harley out in the fucking parking lot waiting or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be so <laughs> and be like, "Get out here, Karen! God yeah. damn it, mom! Yeah, yeah. Karen, get He's- out here." Or he's just like listening to a book on tape and not really yep. paying attention. Yep. Not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, oh, Jesse's no. freaking out. Guts, guts torn out while listening to a book on tape. <laughs> he hasn't even noticed that the apocalypse has happened. <laughs> Basically. I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how dad went out in the zombie apocalypse. So, um, my only thing, my only concern at that point would be like getting down here and getting my dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my thing. I'm just like, can I get in touch with them? Is Harley still alive? Yes, I'm coming down. No, that I'm, you're on your own. Click. So, yeah, go. see, Gordon, my so my two dogs, Gordon would be fine because he's really quiet. And yeah. when he does make noises, it often sounds like zombie noises anyway. So I don't think it would attract <laughs> anything. Winston, on the other hand, is a barky little motherfucker. I don't know yeah. how. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, tricky. we wouldn't be able to have Winston, man. We wouldn't be able to have Winston. Or we'd have to like, keep him in the basement or something like that. Yeah. Where he, because where he, he only barks like if he like sees Shit. people or whatever at the window. So I think as long as he was like kept in the basement, uh, he'd be okay. Yeah. Harley's very barky if things are around, but like, I mean, she's also a 60 pound pit bull. So she's probably a little bit more useful to have around than your rat dogs. So <laughs> there is yeah. that. And uh, if we, uh, if we needed to, we could just keep them for food. There is that too. Oh, I, I don't do think it. I could eat Harley. I yeah. could eat Harley. There's no way. I mean, yeah, I'd let just... you guys eat me before I let you guys eat Harley. <laughs> probably. I'd be like, kill me before the dog. The yeah. dog's more important. That, I think that's one of the reasons we have to make sure food, if food and water is, at most because like they're not eating each other starving, starving people do crazy things like i mean it's amazing me, like we're, we're in the gta i don't think it's gonna be hard to find like non-perishable food especially if we're willing yeah. to like go and fight for it a little bit like rummage around kind of thing i don't think i think we'll be okay that way yeah remember my survivor policy especially if i'm on my own like yeah i'll take them out and take their food i have no problem with that i'll be that guy i'll be that guy for our group i'll be the one <laughs> with no morals no scruples for our group because that's kind of who i am anyway <laughs> all right so, addendum to that question. If we did run into a family member who was zombified, how do you feel you would react? Oof. Tim. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd be able to divorce, like, you know, be like the, it's not the same person yeah. anymore kind of thing. And I, I would want to be like, yeah, they would want me to end it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to do like the governor, like fucking, you know, hiding a family member in the basement chained up <laughs> that's zombified, you know, because I can't let go or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah. I don't think so. What do you think, Paul? You think Ooh, we could kill uh, our family if we had to, if we saw them as zombies? Because this is the problem. Uh, this is like me and my brother oh my wandering around and being like, oh, good, here are our cousins who are all zombies. I guess I should probably uh, put a hole in their head, but like, oof, that's rough. <laughs> but we'd have to, ex- it'd be like exchanging family members. Be like, oh, Tim, sorry, that's one of ours. Can you handle that? And I'll go yeah, kill yours. You, you do this one. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know your sister, so I'll title that. No problem. You know what I mean? No questions asked. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's Emily, right? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Emily, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah yeah well, i think that that would be like if i was in a one-on-one situation where it was them or me i would not yeah. like i would i would fight for my life but i'd probably be scream crying or something while i was doing it like you know like the very anguish nah! uh, kind of bullshit uh, oh, good. I, just what we need attra- <laughs> just more screaming attra- 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 attracting a whole fucking horde <laughs> presuming we ran into them it would probably be on the street right yeah, so basically. like yeah uh isn't it just easier to run away? But yeah. if like if I were if I were cornered, I would. Say I feel like I would be in the same like mindset as Tim, whereas if I saw like say I saw John and he's shambling at me as a corpse, I'm gonna be like, I can't let my fucking buddy like be like that. I just I have to take him out. So it sucks. Yeah. But I'm taking him out. You know what I mean? I might bury him. I, I still it sucks. Yeah. But I'm not letting John shamble around as a corpse for, you know, eternity or whatever if I can stop it. So yeah, he's getting yeah. taken out. 
I mean, if it's pra- it's more practical to do that, then I would. But it yeah. might be more practical just to run away. Probably. And, and like, yeah, you have that knowledge that there are zombies. But we don't, like, at that point, I would say, oh, there are zombies. They're dead already. Yep, exactly. So, and if yeah. it makes sense to engage, then engage. But, like, there's this is such a, a trope in zombie movies where it's like... You, That's why I asked um, the question, Paul, because I wanted you I to know. answer the trope. Not dissect it and be a little bitch. That's <laughs> well, you know, you know what? I think the trope's stupid, oh, so I'm well, gonna dissect go. it anyway. That's what that's what English majors do. You you wanted my analytical brain? Well, here it is. Ugh. It's like <laughs> maybe it's just like it's a trope to make emotional catharsis, and really don't need to get get into it. But no, honestly, just run away. I could. I would probably run away, but if I had to engage and kill a family member, yes. I could see them as zombie them and not them them and break their skull in. I'm going to isolate that audio and play it at the wedding next week. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys, but... (laughs) Yeah, there it is. I'm putting you both down. (laughs) Yeah, I'm putting everybody down. All right, so here's the last... I have two last questions, then we can just kind of do whatever we want. First of all, how long do you think we survive? I, I think it gets iffy when we have to start relying on on ourselves for food rather than on you know peri- yeah. non perishable goods. Like once the canned goods and shit run out, which I guess maybe a couple of years or something like that. I'd like to think yeah. that we could probably you know maybe like get a fucking farm or something set up. But well, I don't know. Alicia's pretty good with that sort of thing, so maybe we. Technically, Paul and I come from farm stock, like the Angle side, like our mom side. They are all we're all farmers like a generation ago, basically. So I'm sure I can. Yeah, that's definitely fucking an inherited trait, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think I think we're you're probably right. You're going to starve to death unless we find somebody who can handle that kind of work. Because like, I don't think you know graphic designers are not exactly like a <laughs> man skill set in the apocalypse like post apocalypse fucking milton so like fucked. it's not like there's a massive growing yeah. season in milton no yeah we got about 5 yeah, minutes exactly. i think where you can grow plants where it's nice cuz it's still honestly i don't like we, we shouldn't be talking about the weather this much but it's like june 1st and it's still like it hasn't hit 20 degrees yeah. for longer than like a day in southern ontario yet it's been cold yeah. so far so yeah, I don't know about growing season here. Maybe we should move back to Atlanta. Yeah. That's what we should do is take the long road and go south <laughs> where we can grow all year round. What about you, Paul? Do you think we can make it? Um, I think that I agree with Tim in that like, it's either we're going to get killed by starvation or other survivors. I don't think the zombies are, are going to be the thing that does us in. It's going to be like if we get... I think we're all too like zombie savvy to like have zombies yeah. take us out. Yeah. And we have to be but something some, else. Us, if so. some fucking group that just happens to be better armed or larger than us stumbles upon us, then we're yeah. fucked. Well, I mean, in that case, I, I'm, join, I'm joining up. Like I'm being like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim's going to fucking turn coat I think, I think that's our best bet <laughs> overall is like if we do get discovered and they're like clearly better off than we do yeah they'll hey, be like come with us hey i'm you know we have skills we've survived this long like take us with you we can we can be useful <laughs> look we got some tomatoes in the backyard yeah. do you need a prison bitch what uh- <laughs> <laughs> there's a big pile of weed because mark won't let it go you know what i mean we, so- you know, what we do is maybe they haven't figured out what started the fucking <laughs> the fucking breakout and we give hey, them this beers, 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 beers in the fridge <laughs> You're yeah. sure these are the last you ones. Share with everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's our, that's our survival tactic is just turning all the survivors into zombies. God, does that make us the worst people in the zombie apocalypse? That's what we could do. We could have like a secret store of like tainted food, right? 
we like yeah. paint with zombie blood or something like that. <laughs> and like, that's what we give over to people if they come over and like demand a tithe or something, some shit like yeah. that. And then we just, once they're all zombified, we go like fucking take all we'll this take shit. Yeah. And then take yeah. them out. Yeah. yeah. Fair. All right. That works. I'm, I'm totally happy with that scenario because it just means we're gutting zombies. So I'm yeah. like, if we're going into the zombie apocalypse, I'm like, we're killing zombies all day long. I'm going to have some fun with this. So actually, I actually have two more things. One is, how do you see yourself going out? So, Paul? Um, uh, this is kind of dark, but probably doing myself in. <laughs> um, I might <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, as a, a consistent sufferer of depression and anxiety, um, I might just say, like, fuck this yeah. shit. I yeah. or I'm gonna fucking trip and fall and get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I love I mean, all these scenarios. So many just ways so that I yeah. can see with the. Well, not the suicide one. That's kind of rough. But like the other ones are kind of funny. Yeah, I'm not like a clumsy person, and I can run whatever. Like, but I don't know. I how do I see myself going out, observing the hopelessness of the situation, what our world is, and just fucking ending it, drinking the zombie that's... beer. That's just don't do that shit. Then we got to fucking uh, deal okay. with you. Yeah, then I have to kill you. And tur- turning is not a pleasant process. Like at least just put yeah. a fucking gun in okay. your mouth. Yeah, you assume we have a handgun in the house at that point, and you can just end it. You know, if yeah. you want to do it that way. I don't know, man. Because like my next question is a little bit more entertaining than this one. But all right, Tim, what what about you? How do you think you go out? Uh, I get stir crazy. I go out hunting for media, probably comic books, <laughs> and I get like <laughs> taken out doing some shit like that. Yeah. That's that feels like kind of my answer too. I'm like I'm I feel like I'll get stir crazy and we're like bored and need to like get out and it, and it's funny to say that because I've been basically holed up in my house for four months doing a, a particular project, but I can leave whenever I want. So there is that. But hmm, I'm trying to think how I would go out. It would either be accidental or I would get hoarded. I feel like I would I would be the one who got stuck. Like we were out on a run and I decided to like. I'm going to save Paul from getting eaten, but I'm going to get fucking eaten because Ooh. of it kind of thing. Like I'll sacrifice myself for my little brother yeah. is the way I will go out in this and scenario. Maybe probably. that's the reason I off myself because I feel too guilty. There you go. Oh, there you go. And then Tim and Alicia <laughs> are stuck in our house together. Like, wow, Mark sucks because he got caught and then Paul killed himself because of it. And now we're stuck in their fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Shit sucks. You know? <laughs> well, it's their house now. But we both got fucking yeah. swords. So yeah, you're going to survive forever. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my last question. Shaun of the Dead show that like post zombie apocalypse, we can have some fucking fun with these zombies. What is your zombie game? Uh, you can take a minute to think about it and I'll just edit it out. But like, I, I, I should have posted this one before because I wanted you to think about it a little bit, but I don't know. This is, the, this is my last fun one. I'm too much of like a fucking bleeding heart. I don't know if I could like, you know, have a zombie like fucking pony ride or some shit like that or whatever. Oh, come on, man, zombie races. I totally be doing zombie races like <laughs> all the time. It'd be my way to fucking blow off steam, but like take them to the park, take like six of them and then like throw a hunk of meat and be like, run motherfuckers. This and, like, also just seems that. like a terrible idea. Like this seems like th- that's how you fucking go out, Mark. Yeah. Cause probably. you're doing zombie games. Yeah. And one of the fucking zombies gets loose. Uh, and you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. At least I went out having fun though. You know what I mean? Like you gotta have fun. You can't just be all dour all the time. You gotta entertain yourself somehow. Zombie games is the way to entertain yourself. My apocalypse plan, regardless of what type of apocalypse it is, 
is just to fucking catch up on my reading. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is all these comic Slack. books that are behind me, I get Slack. to go through and read mo- over and over and over again. I'm so fucking happy. He's like, hey guys, the zombie apocalypse happened. I'm super excited. We're going to hold in your house yeah. and read comics for like nine years. Yeah, and it's not like that, oh, it's not like that Twilight where, Zone episode where, where that, that's what, probably how I fucking die. Is going, <laughs> no, yeah, but because I, I'm nearsighted, I can still read. If I if I break my fucking glasses, I just can't see at a distance. That is probably how I die, though, is going to my parents' house in Brantford to get all my oh, comics yeah. out of yeah, their basement. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and it's overrun. And-, and this is like how we all go out, too, because like Tim's like, we got to go get the comics. Like, this is the whole goal. And he's like, so it yeah. becomes a group effort. So it's like, uh, maybe my them. parents are still alive. But really, yeah. it's we it's all know. Comics, that it's right? get the comics. So we're like, we go and get the comics and then we get there and like. I'm assuming your parent subdivision is totally hoarded. And Tim is like, we're fucked. We went, came here to get these comics and now we're going to die. And we just like back to back against each other. Yeah. Basically just like the three of us back to back and like, we're going to die because of comic books, boys. That's the way we should go out. It's like the angel, the angel yep. ending. We all just rush the house and fade yep, to basically. black. Actually, that, that is an appropriate end to dance robot dance for this episode. little thing is the fade to black at the end of angel. I think that's exactly as we're running into save comic books, us three nerds. Yeah. We die. Yeah. Because the dragon zombie has come. Cause they, they deserve a better fate than being wrecked by exactly. zombies. So there it is. So that's uh, basically how dance robot dance would handle the zombie apocalypse. I hope you had fun listening to us ramble through that. <laughs> You guys have anything else you want to add to Mark's zombie insanity? No, <laughs> no. I think that was I think that was comprehensive. I, I don't think there's any possible outcome that we have not uh, planned for. Now, I think we're totally set. I think we are totally fine. I think we're all going to die horribly, but I think we're good to go. <laughs> but but at least we'll die horribly yeah. of on our own terms. Yeah, and together. At least, at, at least we'll be together, boys. You know what it's I mean? So at the heartwarming. End, at the yes. end, we'll be together. Yeah. Right. Right. At together. the end, we're together at least. <laughs> together. So there is that. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. We should do more dumb shit like that more often. <laughs> we still gotta have uh, have Jason on and do us a D and D campaign. I was actually point. thinking like this is this is like me testing the water for like can we play D and D on the podcast? Like can we do this or, or something? Yeah, or some some, RPG yeah. element. Yeah. So we yeah. should definitely totally get in touch Ooh, with Jason that and organize that. that. Really well this week, guys. Yeah. Segue. Just say. Well, that's an interesting segue. Because it is time now for Geek Cred. So, Paul, why don't you start us out? Geek Cred, the stingless segment. I have a have ordered my Dungeons & Dragons Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide, and Monster Manual. Because I've been uh, planning Ooh. a D&D campaign for a while. But I was like, I wanted to make it fun for my coworkers. And we're all, a lot of us are uh, RuPaul's Drag Race fans. So I was going to do a Dungeons & Drag Race Dungeons and Drag Queens. <laughs> that's awesome. That's like that's actually a fucking good but, name for like an event. You should totally. We should super on. That should legit be like a dance but, robot dance event. But, you should edit this out. And no, it's it. already the my geek cred is actually like I looked up like is was this a thing? You have to Google it, right? And there actually is a podcast uh-huh. that already yeah. has like it's a guy who has drag queens playing Dungeons and Dragons called Queens of Adventure. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I was look, cause I was looking it up and like this already has, someone has already thought of this. Like there's like, so many geeks who watch drag race. And so yeah. someone did, and I started listening to it and it's really good. So if you guys get a chance, listen to the podcast Queens of Adventure, cause it's a bunch of drag queens playing D and D and it's cool. That sounds super entertaining. I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah. Give it a try. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not like nice. super famous, 
like yeah, doesn't matter. drag race drag queens, but they're just like, but it's still fucking funny and they're good. There, there is yeah. some pretty uh, entertaining queens on there. So check it out. Nice. All right, Tim, geek cred for this week. My geek cred. So um, because I've been watching, you know, a lot of pretty heavy dramatic stuff, Game of Thrones and everything like that. I wanted a new show that was a little lighter, and I've had my eye on Dairy Girls on Netflix oh, for a while yeah. now. And so I just started watching it the last couple of days. And for anybody that's not familiar with it, it's a Netflix original comedy series set in Dairy Londonderry in Northern Ireland yeah. in the 90s. And it follows around like this group of four like Catholic schoolgirls or Protestant schoolgirls, whatever, like you know, school, like teenage girls uh, and their families against sort of the backdrop of the troubles and everything. But, you know, with, with a pretty, pretty light take on it, although it does tackle some heavier subject matter and stuff like that. But Holy fuck, it's hilarious. And I don't know if it would be for people that have never been there. I've been to Derry like once, but I've spent a lot of time in Northern Ireland the last few years because that's where my company's headquartered. So I am watching it and being like and just loving the accents, the the humor, the personalities and shit like that. Like I'm sitting there like identifying coworkers that fit these pe- these personalities and shit like that. Yeah. So but even I think even outside that, it is a really fucking well done show and really funny. So yeah. Dairy Girls on Netflix. Cool. At least it's on Netflix in Canada or in the US. I watched the first season of that. I it's really funny. It's kinda of, if you guys have seen the in-betweeners, it's very similar in format to that. But yeah, it's really good. Good call. Cool. Cool. Uh, my, my last one. So this week, like long story short, this comes up every like six months, I think on the podcast, I do occasionally enjoy a little bit of pro wrestling. There was an event <laughs> this past weekend by a new company called AEW, which is all elite wrestling. It's like a Southern style promotion that has been put together by, do you know, who dusty roads are guys like the, the American yeah. dream dusty roads, his sons, uh, Dustin, who was gold dust in the attitude era and Cody Rhodes oh, yeah. are running a company called AEW. And they had their first big pay-per-view last Sunday. They got a, they did a really good job with it. It was a fun show to watch, like good wrestling and stuff like that. But they also got a bunch of guys who are like big names, WWE names, but like not like former WWE guys who, I don't know, either, either way. So like Chris Jericho was there and he's been in and out of WWE, but he's been going to NJPW the last couple of years, like New Japan Pro Wrestling and doing a series of matches with a guy over there whose name is Kenny Omega. And so they always have their matches for the Intercontinental Belt, which is like the work rate, like nerd wrestler belt kind of thing. And they had their last blow-off match at the main event of AEW this week. So I was kind of in just to watch that. But I watched the whole show. Former Dean Ambrose of WWE had a walk-in or a run-in at the end of the show as, as his old indie guy, John Moxley. And he attacked Jericho. And it looks like they're going to make Jericho the first champ and stuff like that. It was just like a fun, probably too long because it's like a three-hour show. But like it was a fun, old-school kind of wrestling show, which I hadn't seen in a long time. And it was fun just because like they had JR there calling actual moves and they were actually wrestling and there was blood and like they had the women wrestlers actually wrestle and not just do TNA shows. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> a wrestling show that's uh, reasonably well constructed and watchable with real wrestling on it. So, I mean, if you like that kind of thing, this is what I'm recommending for you this week. It's just go sit through bits and pieces of the AEW show. At least watch the Chris Jericho Kenny Omega match because those two guys are like insane. And there was a Young Bucks match and those two guys are crazy, too. So if you have any interest at all in pro wrestling and you want to see something that is not a WWE kind of event, this is a nice alternative. They have another show. They're going to be doing one pay-per-view a month. I'm going to at least check out the next one because they've got Jericho against uh, Diamond Dallas Page's son for the main event for their, the first title match for their belt or whatever. Um, and even had Bret Hart come out and present their new belt 
at the show. So like Bret Hart came home and was like, this is the new AEW championship, blah, blah, blah. So they had a bunch of big name wrestlers from like WWE and WCW kind of come in and help out, just kind of bolster it and move it forward kind of thing. So yeah, it was pretty good. So check out the AEW show that was on last week if you're interested at all. That's basically it for this week's Dance Robot Dance. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to my Weird Zombie episode. Uh, if you haven't already, you can please subscribe. You can do that via whichever podcatching app you prefer on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and now Spotify. If you would like to tell us how you think you would die in the zombie apocalypse or how ridiculous our plan was for the zombie apocalypse or anything about what we talked about this week, you can do so on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast, which uh, a little birdie has informed me Tim is now kind of operating. So there was a post that went out this week, I noticed. It's very cool. A little bit. Or you can email us at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. So I've been Mark. I've been here with Tim. Say goodnight. Be safe, everybody, and be quiet. Yep, exactly. Paul? Good night, everybody. Awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys next week somehow. For our 150th episode, which may have something a little bit different and probably very not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get a little weird in the next couple of weeks, boys. So uh, enjoy the ride. <laughs>